When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Catherine. I'm the podcast host of Chakras and Cuss Words Podcast. And today we're going over the astrology dates for the month of January 2021. Four. What? 2024? I'm so excited to be covering this with you guys. And as always, we are going to do a little bit of a reflection of the previous month, which was December and a little bit of November, because for those who don't know, I do like to get this podcast out to you guys as soon as possible. So I will say that I felt like huh, December was definitely a high energy month. There was a lot of top stories, a lot of um, events that we will get into. But overall, I felt like this was a time for us to really look at that energy of the Sagittarius and also that energy of the Capricorn. For those who don't know, I don't consider myself an astrologer. Can you believe that? I actually consider myself more of an alchemist, somebody who kind of talks about energy around us, the energy within us, and the energy that we can use to kind of create some good intentions. So let's get into this podcast, and I'm going to tell you guys the truth. Um, I am recording this on December 23rd at 8.52 a.m. This is my second recording. My first recording, I did not like the feel. I was, you know, I didn't like it, and I tossed it. I said, let's redo. Let's do a redo. So this is the redo and it's going to be better than the first one because, you know, it just is. It just is because, <laughs> whoo, yeah, it just is. So on November 25th, Mars and Sagittarius squared Saturn in Pisces. And I'm going to say right here, Saturn and Pisces, Mars and Sagittarius. We have a lot of energy towards spontaneous expansion and overall energy of what is wise the wise energy well the tiktok shop got shut down and for thousands of users for basically copycat allegations and also funds were frozen so a lot of it had to do with like trademarking right so we have to be responsible when we do create um our own little business or brand that makes sure that we aren't stealing other people's trademarks because as you can see the tiktok shop said no 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 and shut it down Another thing that I want to point out is um, we have to remember that these media platforms, while they're great in, you know, getting our word out and, you know, helping us kind of showcase who we are and our specialties, our talents, but they also have the ability to shut us down at any moment. And that's kind of that energy that I see when I see Mars in Sagittarius, squares Saturn in Pisces. Also, during this time, we had a five-year-old girl out in San Mateo who was whisked away by the sea and a 54-year-old man who went to go save her. Uh, unfortunately, they could not retrieve the man, but they were able to retrieve the girl. It is unknown what has happened to her, what condition, if she passed away, but she was airlifted to Stanford Hospital. Um, that Saturn in Pisces, remember, do not turn your back on the sea. Um, horrible story. On November 27th, we have the full moon in Gemini. And I know I'm talking a little bit fast, but in all honesty, I don't want this whole reflection to be like two hours long. So we have a full moon in Gemini and we also have um, Miss Beyonce looking like an alien superstar at her premiere of Renaissance. And she had like this trademark chain mail label. Um, it was like the space age flare. So she, her, she was in her strapless silver gown featured space age flares on Italian labels, trademark chain mail, whatever that means, including like this geometric, um, 
opera gloves and she looked very kind of spaceish space spacey cosmo energy like a cosmic princess but unfortunately for her a lot of people said she looked a little bit too um white um she did dye her hair like this platinum color and it wasn't the normal color that a lot of people see on Beyonce in her hair. And they said that, you know, she looked like a white girl. She looked like she was bleaching her skin. And where is the Beyonce we love? So this kind of caused a uproar during this Renaissance film premiere. And a lot of people were hitting social media and talking about it. Beyonce, Beyonce basically um, hasn't really commented on this, but her mom did. So um, Tita Knowles basically says like this breaks her heart. Um, she does a film called The Renaissance where the whole time this, the theme is silver. So her hair is silver. The carpet is silver. It's suggested that this silver color kind of really made her look a little bit um, lighter and whiter. Um, Knowles wrote, how sad is it that at that some of her own people continue this stupid narrative with hate and jealousy. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't think she's like bleaching her skin. Um, the lights, the high lights might have made her look a little lighter. Also on over 28th, we have former President Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton, President Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and all five of the living current former ladies, first ladies, attended um, Rosalind Carter's... Uh, service and what's interesting is there was kind of like some backlash on millennia trump um some people say she was acting um a little disrespectful in her attire which i'm like what and then some people were kind of commenting should carter even have been there because of his age i'm gonna say age is a beautiful thing we must grow we must become older i mean what is the other alternative than growing old i mean let president carter attend his wife's funeral without people. Maybe they were just worried about his health, but whatever. Also around this time, we have um, the House expels George Santos in a historic vote third time since the Civil War to get him out of there um, for all of his... Basically, when he was um, doing a bunch of... I don't know what he was doing. A bunch of, you know, uh, fraud. They said it's time for him to get out of here because he was spending money on his only fans and not really caring about this country. Also, there is a attempt to cease fire um, that ended uh, by Israel on Hamas because they said that there wasn't enough hostages released, so it's still a war. I'm not going to talk too much about it because in all honesty, it's just a very sad situation. Um, then on, on Octo in October... Beyonce actually attended Taylor Swift's Eros tour concert. So Taylor Swift returned the favor by showing up to the Renaissance film premiere in London. And when I look at this energy of this uh, high energy moment, we have to remember that Miss Taylor Swift is a Sagittarius and Miss... Beyonce is a Virgo and we have this energy kind of like Mercury and Capricorn, sextile Saturn in Pisces. We have, you know, the Sagittarius season. So the Sagittarius season has definitely been leading the area of media full force. So I wasn't surprised to see Taylor Swift there. She is a Sag and she continues to show up and support that girl power. Also on 12-11, we had, um, not 12-11, 12-1, I'm sorry. We had December 2nd, we had Capricorn, Sextile, Saturn, and Pisces. And we also had our favorite, uh, I believe he's a Cancer son. Elon Musk tells advertisers to go fuck themselves during an interview. And a lot of people say that Elon Musk um, posted some anti-Semitic um, genre on his ex, better known as Twitter platform. And what would happen if all his advertisers decided to leave X? I, I still want to call it Twitter. I, I hate calling it X. It just hurts my soul a little bit. 
And Elon Musk basically said, go fuck yourself. I don't need your fucking advertisements and I don't care. So our hours after Elon Musk told companies to go fuck themselves for pulling advertisements from X over concerns about anti-Semitism. And he even called out Disney CEO Bob Iger by name. I guess he kind of said like, fuck you, Bob. Um, a group of right-wing users on social media platform have called for Disney subscribers to cancel their accounts. And what's interesting is right around um, November, okay, so we have to remember this happened in December, but right around November, there was um, by Dunning-Kruger Times website published an article posting that Disney streaming services has lost 23 million subscribers a single night, apparently because the company had tried to cancel Elon Musk. So this is what this, I don't know, these people are saying. Disney has lost about 23 million subscribers um, overnight, but a lot of people are saying it's not because of Elon Musk. It's just saying that people don't really support the Disney channel. They don't support all these fucking streaming channels. Um, this whole like woke ideology, this whole, you know, um, areas of where people feel like their speech is being compromised. And for whatever reason, people are just not getting behind Disney um, and paying for all these platforms. And they try to make it seem like the reason why all these subscribers closed was because of Elon Musk, but not necessarily was that the reason why they cut their ties with the Disney Plus channel. It just seems like there's kind of been a disconnect with all these streaming platforms to begin with. So we will see, right? Um, what will happen to Disney streaming platform? You know, a lot of them are trying to bundle their packages now, make it more cost effective for the consumers. Cause I think the consumers are just kind of over TV. They're kind of over all this fucking bullshit we have to pay. Um, renowned American rapper, um, Kanye West was making headlines for his appearance in the Middle East and in Dubai. Him and his wife, Bianca Sensori, were running around town. She was wearing like a teddy bear and basically a G-string. But anyways, I mean, she was very scantily, you know, clad outfit, but that's how Beyonce, uh, not Beyonce, that's how Bianca kind of tours when she goes. And um, there was a lot of, you know, fueling the rumors of how does... Mr. Yeezy treat her. Some people say she barely talks. You know, there's a lot of speculation about that relationship. Kanye, to me, is just, I don't know, he's a hot-ass mess. Um, I i don't support any of these celebrities. I just like talking about them. Andre 3000, um, so Andre 3000, I will support. I like Andre 3000. He is the um, former member of Outkast. You know, um, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Woo! That song and also um, a lot of great hits. Oh my gosh, Outkast. Believe they're from Atlanta. Amazing, amazing artists. A lot of great hits, a lot of great songs. So Andre 3000 attends the GQ Men Year Party and he basically. Um, talks about his new album. So his new album is not a rap album. It is actually a flute album. According to the Billboard, the first song in the album titled, I Swear, I Really Wanted to Make a Rap Album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me uh, this time, has become the longest running song ever to hit the chart. And the song is even longer than the name. Clocking in at 12 minutes and 20 seconds, this song is extremely long. So what's interesting is um, he decided he didn't want to do a rap album because he just was like, what do I rap about? My colonoscopy, you know, and I get it. You know, I totally get it. I, I don't know if I would want to make a rap album at 48. But we have this happening around that time of December 2nd, where we are looking at Mercury in Capricorn, sextiling Saturn in Pisces. And we look at that 12th house, you know, the growing older stage, that area of communication, especially when it comes to like work of the Capricorn, that leadership ability. How do we all portray it? I definitely say good for him. Also, a time that many people thought that they were saying goodbye to Balenciaga is no longer here because Balenciaga 
Arteaga is basically back in media and back doing fashion shows and the boycott apparently is over by many of these celebrities. So Balenciaga did a LA show for their fall 2024 uh, men and women's collection and the celebs were out. Cardi B was out. Um, Kim Kardashian was out. Sexy Red was out. A lot of um, Nicole Kidman's and all that. They were all there supporting them. I personally um, do not forget when Balenciaga made their creepy, creepy pedo account. Uh, I guess you could say not account, but pedo campaign. And where they had kids with panda eyes and in dominatrix type, you know, clothing and yeah, I'm sorry. You guys are exploiting kids. I don't forgive you. I don't care. All the Kim Kardashians in the world, all the Cardi B's in the world, all the weird people who support this crap can go ahead and continue to support you. But me, not so much. Also, we have December 3rd, Venus in Libra squares Pluto in Capricorn. So there's a nurse on TikTok crying about after paying her bills. Um, she basically says that after she pays her bills, she's living in poverty. She only has 200 to 300, um, in her name and feels like she's living in poverty. I'm going to tell you this. I understand nurses make a lot of money. I 100%, um, agree that nurses should make good money. And I don't think that a nurse is living in poverty, Um, There was definitely times in my life where I was living paycheck to paycheck 100%. But to say poverty, I understand you would think with this economy, a nurse and a man who is successful would be able to make good money. But for whatever reason, it's just not happening for her where she feels like she can't um, survive. But I would not say she's living in poverty. There's a lot of people living in poverty in this country and she looked like she washes her clothes every day she looks like she eats she looks like her kids eat um she looks pretty well maintained and 200 to 300 dollars to have for the rest of your check i totally get you know sucks because you aren't saving you aren't um having one step above the game but to say living in poverty i just felt was unrealistic and we look at that venus and libra squares pluto and capricorn times are going to continue to get tough i hate to break it to people but it's true times are going to continue to get tough there's going to be some shakeups there's definitely going to be some energy where we're going to have to learn to balance what is really worth it? I'll be honest. Back in the day, I used to spend $5 on a ice cream bar sandwiches that I would get for the family. We love them. But you know what? Those ice cream bar sandwiches are now about uh, $7.99 to $8. Do I buy them every time I go to the grocery store? Hell no. I still coupon clip. I still try to save money. I still go into the dollar store. I still go into big lots. I still go into places where I know I will save some money. Do I spend money on luxurious things? Do I spend money on things that maybe are kind of seen as, um, you know, a little expensive or, you know, definitely a treat or definitely something that somebody who has money can, you know, spend it on without it breaking the bank? Yes. But the thing is, we have to live within our means. And I don't know if she's really living within her means, Because to say that you're living in poverty, I think is unrealistic. I understand times are hard for many people. And um, I think we really need to reflect and use that balance as we see the Venus in Libra squares, Pluto and Capricorn. Also on December 4th, Venus enters Scorpio, a big time for lies, (laughs) a big time for truth, a big time for reality and relationships to kind of full forward as we have Cardi B and Offset. Stop following each other on IG. Cardi B's post on her Instagram where she's like crying, very, you know, upset. Um, I would definitely say, check that out on my TikTok. I do a full explanation of it. Um, Ashanti and Nelly might be having a baby. That's what a lot of people are saying. So we see that energy of love and relationships. December and Venus in Scorpio trines Saturn and Pisces. Um, this is a time that we're going to look at reflections of relationships and also reflections of, um, karmic ties, especially, when I think of this, I think of the Cardi B and Offset 
situation, that story just kept coming, getting bigger and bigger, how he invited an ex-girlfriend, um, or a, a girl, a side chick, I guess you could say a side chick. I hate, I hate that title side chick, but he invited a side chick to his birthday party. He is a Sagittarius. Cardi is a Libra. And apparently this was the girl that Cardi had some legal troubles with back in the day. So check that out on my TikTok. I do a full kind of explanation about it. December 6th, Neptune goes direct in Pisces. Um, deadly shooting in UNLV campus. Um, three people believed to be dead. And I believe the suspect was um, was killed. Um, and then one person is in critical condition. And what's interesting about this, about six years ago, they had that shooting in Las Vegas at that country concert where I believe like a lot of people um, were affected. It was like a pretty big shooting. And we see that energy of Neptune goes direct, wakes us up from reality, wakes us up to reality, wakes us up from our dreamlike states, wakes us up from our unconscious states. Let us remind us that the past and the patterns continue to repeat themselves. So pay close attention. Until, uh, Taylor Swift says... <laughs> that Kanye West and Kim Kardashian almost killed her career. So let's talk about this. Miss Taylor Swift was on the cover of Time as one of the most influential people. And one of the most people, like person of the year, I believe is what it is. So she talks about that incident with her and Kim and how Kim used this telephone clip of Taylor and what she made it to seem Taylor was giving permission to use um, that verse that Kanye says I should have basically... Um, I made Taylor Swift famous, you know, something about having sex with Taylor Swift and Kim Kardashian makes it seem like Taylor Swift. This was back, back in the day. She posted it on her, um, on her Twitter and then everybody thinks that Taylor is a snake and they start hitting Taylor's comments with the snake emoji. Well, Taylor Swift basically talks about that story and says, you know, that what people, and they went back and forth for this for some time. And what people didn't realize is that Kim would just use this little section. She didn't use the part where she didn't give Kanye um, permission. So Kim manipulated and orchestrated a huge, almost like scam and basically recorded this call, never gave Taylor permission. And Taylor never gave permission for Kanye to do it. And she orchestrated like this huge thing. I mean, and I believe Taylor. I'm sorry. I do. And um, so then people were hitting Kim with the same snake emoji. Ooh, that karmic energy. Hoo, hoo, hoo. And let's not forget that Miss Taylor is a Sagittarius. So I'm not surprised she's hitting a lot of high energy moments, especially in Sagittarius season. Mercury and Capricorn is trying Jupiter and Taurus. We also have um, the Venus in Scorpio opposition, Jupiter and Taurus. And we also have this kind of fully bringing us through this Mercury and Capricorn sextiles, Venus in Scorpio. And then Zara, the um, clothing company, gets a lot of backlash for this jacket campaign um, that they made. And it looks like a Gaza War inspired set is what a lot of people are saying. It looks like there's body bags, huge controversy. People are over it. Boycott Zara. Um, December 12th, new moon in Sagittarius. Very interesting. Let's talk about Nicki Minaj for a second. So Nicki Minaj has announced um, basically that she's going on tour. But before she did this on this new moon in Sagittarius, she released her album. What is interesting about this is she released her album on her birthday, December 8th. On December 8th, there was a lot of high energy moment. Nicki Minaj releases her birthday, that movie. Um, releases her birthday, releases her album, which went to Spotify at like breaking numbers. It was downloaded within like 24 hours, like millions and people go crazy. They absolutely love it. It's a pretty good album. I listen to it. I like it. Um, but it's been like a decade since she released an album. The fact that she did it on her birthday, I would say was very well played. Um, and also the fact that she released her tour dates on the new moon in Sagittarius as her being a Sagittarius was very well played using all this astrological energy to kind of hit it 
full throttle to keep going to make people realize she still is number one Nicki Minaj is very talented she's an amazing artist amazing lyricist um she does like other rap girlies but she's not going to share her love (laughs) she is a sag (laughs) so what do you guys expect for her (laughs) but anyways um also on December 8th is also that movie came out leave the world behind on Netflix very interesting makes you think, what would we really do? What would happen? How would we survive? Definitely check it out. I did a little breakdown about it. And I also talked about the Havana syndrome because there was one um, time that they talked about the Havana syndrome. I don't want to give the movie away, but it was when Archie's teeth fall out. And um, so I talked about that a little bit on my TikTok. Uh, December 12th, we have good old Mercury goes retrograde in Capricorn. Um, Mercury retrograde has hit us and there's been some recent allegations of, you know, Bianca's sensory's friends are a little concerned for her, especially with her wardrobe choices. And I don't mean to make fun of the situation, but you know, a lot of people saying like, she's not talking. Is this relationship really healthy? There's been talks of her wanting to get out of the relationship, but still, she's still with Kanye. They're in Dubai. I don't know, Kanye's talking about he's going to build a city out there, you know, he's going to release his music, but a lot of people are really concerned about what is going on with the relationship. They say Bianca Sensori, her friends are not, she's not who she used to be, is basically what they're saying. So they feel like there's a lot of area of, of, um, possibly narcissist, narcissism from Kanye, um, and they're concerned about their friend. I don't blame them. And this was Mercury goes retrograde to Bianca. Uh, Mercury goes retrograde in Capricorn and Bianca is a Capricorn sun. 1213 Washington House Republicans formally authorize their impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Woo, right around that um, retrograde with the leaders. We see it. We see it. So, um, yeah, so they're going to get into impeachment inquiries, basically with areas of investigation, you know, with his son, um, Mr. Hunter Biden, causing a bunch of trouble for pops. Jeez, you know, it's like family dynamics, right? (laughs) Family dynamics. So, um, yeah, they want, they want to, uh, have a, have a look-see into the, into the areas of, uh, responsibility, you know, to the fulfill our constitutional responsibility. We have to make the next steps. We, we're not making a political decision. It's not, it's a legal decision. One of the representatives said, it's all about the constitution. We can't prejudge the outcome. The Constitution does not permit us to do so. We have to follow the truth and where it takes us. So they are going to dig deep into that truth of Mercury and Capricorn energy going retrograde. So let's see. We have to remember this is Capricorn season, you know, the entryway of Capricorn season right around uh, winter solstice, right around that area of energy of influence and karmic ties as Saturn's a big karmic energy planet. So let's see what all rolls out. Starbucks has been losing volume, has been losing people. Starbucks is basically begging you to go to Starbucks now. The decline from the Seattle-based coffee company is it's there baby people are not paying the nine to eleven dollars for a freaking cup of coffee they're just over it you know times are tough inflation's high um people are barely able to buy a house and when you think that you're gonna pay eleven dollars for a freaking frappuccino you got to be smoking crack i mean starbucks is good but goddamn, is it that good I don't know. I mean, I make a pretty good mean cup of coffee myself with my uh, coffee frother, but <laughs> you know, a little caramel drizzled on the side, honey. But yeah, so Starbucks stocks is experiencing historic losing streak. They used to, you know, put out all these days like once a year 
um, for the fall. But now they're like, uh, please come visit us, have a coffee, get a coffee for a friend at half price. We'll give you some free hot chocolate. Just come spend your money, people. Some people saying that people are boycotting Starbucks because of the, the price. The price is ridiculous. And also we have to remember Starbucks did have that strike with their workers. A lot of people are saying unfair treatment, unfair working conditions, um, unfair people with their ridiculous orders. I mean, have you heard some of those orders? Whew, they are a handful. Idaho demands In-N-Out Burger. Idaho's demand for In-N-Out Burger is crazy, crazy sane, crazy people town, crazy, crazy. For those who don't know, for those who don't have an In-N-Out, In-N-Out's very popular on the West Coast. I believe it started in Los Angeles back in 1948. It is a California first drive-through kind of like burger stand. And In-N-Out, let's, let's be honest, through media, In-N-Out looks fun. It looks like a fun time. They got, you know, this white logo. It says In-N-Out. They got this yellow arrow making me think of Sagittarius season even a little bit more. Um, you know, it's known for its old like retro feel. People were waiting eight hours in line to get a freaking Idaho In-N-Out burger. And let me say, I hope that was the best burger they ever bought in their life because I don't know if I would spend eight hours in line for In-N-Out. I mean, I'll tell you, In-N-Out hits the spot at times, but oh, I could never eat In-N-Out all, all day. I could never, yeah, not eight hours. So a lot of people are asking what is going on with Offset Cardi B, especially with the internet. There's been a lot of talk speculation about him introducing this new girl Jade to his life, you know, going back and forth with these karmic ties. And it's funny, Mark, uh, Miss Cardi B, during the Mercury retrogrades as a Libra sun, and I talked about it a little bit on my TikTok, she really has a hard time. Gosh, every time a Mercury retrograde hits her, <laughs> this girl, this girl, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's not a good time for a Cardi B with the Mercury retrogrades, I've noticed. Um, so definitely check that out. Ketamine found in Matthew Perry's body. Likely recreational use, um, people say, or possibly he was using it low dose therapy, maybe to get off of some of the drugs he was using. You know, ketamine, uh, the effects of ketamine is not good. I mean, we use ketamine to sedate people. Usually when people have like a fracture, we'll, you know, use some ketamine to knock that fracture, a dislocated fracture, kind of um, set it back in place. Ketamine is a strong drug. People know it as a horse tranquilizer. So, uh, yeah, so ketamine was in the system. You know, I don't really know how it got there, how come it got there, but it was in the system. So that's kind of being exposed as we have this um, mercury retrograde aligning with Capricorn. We're seeing it. We're seeing the effects of what the truth is, um, what's the karmic ties. December 16th, Sun in Sagittarius squares Neptune in Pisces. Senate staffer, you guys, I mean, is this like, is this crazy town or what? Senate staffer loses job after allegedly having sex in hearing room. Oh my gosh. I actually thought there was going to be a little bit more layoffs. Um, I haven't heard of mass layoffs. But this one takes the cake. So as we look at the sun in Sagittarius, Squares, Neptune, and Pisces, and also that retrograde in Capricorn. So homeboy was getting a little freaky. And apparently, um, you know, the Senate staffer accused of filming himself having sex in the congressional hearing room is threatening legal actions. You know, we are just trying to have a good time. How dare you fire me for getting freaky in this room? I mean, you cannot make this shit up. Um, yeah. And I think about sun in Sagittarius. Okay. I understand getting bold and brave, but squaring with a Neptune and Pisces, honey, are you crazy? Are you delusional? Are you out your goddamn mind? Of course you're going to get fired. I mean, anybody who's having full on sex at the workplace should get fired. What is going on? <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. 
Oh my goodness. So December 18th, our favorite Gemini is in some hot water again. Mercury and Capricorn trines Jupiter and Taurus. Maybe a good time for the collective, that expansion really coming on, but not a good time for this Gemini as Trump's ballot ruling in Colorado basically says he's going to be disqualified from the ballot. He is not going to be on the presidential ballot. It was basically um, said by the U.S. Supreme Court, yeah, we're not going to have Trump on the ballot. Of course, Mr. Trump is going to appeal it. I heard they're trying to get him off the ballot in California too. This was also right around the time of the Mercury and Capricorn tri Jupiter and Taurus as we are approaching a Vesta retrograde that is entering Gemini. Trump is a sun in Gemini and I believe he was a um, moon in Gemini as well. Or was he a moon in Gemini? Was he a full moon? I believe he might be a moon in Sagittarius. I would have to look at his chart again. In all honesty, I don't have it in front of me, but I know he was either born on a new moon energy or he was born on a full moon. I think he is a full moon. So that moon was probably in Sag. Oh, Trumpy. So, um, yeah, he's in some hot water again. This was an interesting story. December 21st, Mercury and Capricorn, sextile Saturn, Pisces areas of the unconscious also areas of how good of a thinker are you really i mean we all try to be a little bit centered around our communication but are you a 18 year old hacker that gets sentenced to life in prison hospital prison okay so this 18 year old hacker out of london uh arian kujataji Taji, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, is responsible for stealing and releasing dozen eclipse of Grand Theft Auto 6. Last year has been sentenced to hospital life in prison. He can only be released in the future if doctors decide that he is no longer a threat to the community and civilization of mankind. So apparently this guy is the hacker of all hackers. Wow. Like they said that he, they put him alone in like a room and he basically had a remote control, his telephone and some batteries. And he was able to hack into that. Like he, he is a mastermind of hacking. What's going to be interesting is in some ways, this kid is almost kind of like a weapon. You know, if they say that he is unsafe, that unsafe, because he could literally hack into anything. It makes me think about that movie that leave the world behind movie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is London going to be like, you now work for us. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay. So December 21st, the sun enters Capricorn. Capricorn, we have to remember that area of, um, legacy. Also that, um, uh, that area of karma. Um, Vin Diesel is a 2010 lawsuit is coming up and guess what? It's basically saying that he committed a lot of bad allegations with a former assistant and she's basically saying that he almost, uh, raped her. I mean, I read the, I I didn't read the full lawsuit, but I did read the article and she's basically saying that when his girlfriend wasn't around, he would sexually harass her one night when he was entertaining some hostesses from a club and she was hired, you know, by his, um, company that after he, um, after the hostess left, he basically attacked her and like grabbed her by allegedly by her hands and threw her onto the bed. She tried to run out and then he chased her down and he pinned her to the wall and then he began to grope her and do all these disgusting things to her. And she just let her body, she just let herself dissociate because she couldn't keep up with it. She couldn't keep up, like she was, she couldn't get away. It was just a horrible event for her. So even though she signed an NDA, there's this law in California that basically says that we have a, a year um, where we can, you know, speak out about events. So she speaking out about this event. And what's funny is these NDAs don't protect, protect assault. Okay. Yeah. There's certain stuff you can't talk about. Like if he's like picking his nose, you know, and eating his boogers, like you can't talk about that stuff. Right. But if he's almost like assaulting you, yeah, no, F that NDA, you know, um, it's, it's time to talk about it because these Hollywood celebrities, they're a bunch of piece of shit. As far as I'm concerned, a lot of them are getting away with a lot of shit because they have, um, fame, they have money and people are scared of them. Um, and it's not a good time for 
them, especially as we have an age of Aquarius, a lot of karmic ties, a lot of the collective is seeing what they're really about. And people are going to continue to see what they're really about and how they harm, um, you know, people that they work for or people who work for them. And just how a lot of it is a lot of smoke and mirrors. And it's time to take a big look at that. So let's see. Uh, we also have the Tarji P. Henson addressing Tar Tarji P. Henson, who's an actress who is in the color purple, is addressing how a lot of African American women are not getting paid rightfully so. And so have a lot of other actresses. So Monique, um, a back well, a while back, back in like 2018, and then she was blacklisted from Hollywood. So Tarji is in the color purple, who I believe was produced by Oprah Winfrey, who Oprah Winfrey was in the original color purple. And she always says like that film has a lot of strong ties to her. Well, Tarji spoke out and basically um, said that she almost didn't even take the role. She was thinking about not taking it, but she decided to take it but she wishes like she was paid better. There's definitely some tension in their body mechanism, in their mannerism. Um, you could definitely feel the tension. Oprah, um, you know, hasn't really said anything about it. Um, Tarji, 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 um, basically, Miss Henson basically um, denies bad blood. But you can see it. You can see it. So a lot of people are coming after Oprah. You know, a, a lot of people are not supporting Oprah like they used to. Um, I always thought Oprah was a very uh, humanitarian person. But we also have to remember we, with some of these people, these high profile celebrities, there's probably different sides to them that we've never seen. So it kind of makes you wonder what is really going on. Um also, when we look at this Mercury retrograde inter Sagittarius, I would say she had to be very brave to talk about this, right? She had to be very brave to talk about this energy, to talk about how this was exposing her. And we also have the sun in Capricorn conjuncts Mercury and Capricorn. So definitely a time that she spoke up. There's a few other um, days that in this month, of December that, you know, I will release this on Christmas. So I don't know if anybody's going to listen. Um, but we also have December 25th, Venus in Scorpio trines, Neptune in Pisces, full moon in Cancer on December 26th. And then we have Chiron goes direct in Aries. Um, so let's get into, oh, December 29th, Venus enters Sagittarius. So let's get into the astrology and the theme for the theme for um, 2024. So 2024, we still have Saturn and in Pisces um, that whole year. So not much change when we think of Saturn, but the year of eight for 2024, we have the year the year of eight, and then also we have a lot of energy towards um, shifts. So the f major points that I want to bring out is we have Pluto going back into Aquarius on January 20th through September 1st, and then um, Pluto will hit a retrograde and then go back out to Capricorn and then back to Aquarius November 19th throughout uh, 2044. So remember what we saw the last time that Pluto was in Aquarius, a lot of sci-fi feeling kind of felt a little UFO-ish, kind of felt a little bit like a new era, that energy around how we were spending our money, kind of showing the inflation. We also have to rem remember that um, Pluto is a lot of transformation, especially with social structures and areas of technology and the collective and our thought process. So what impact is this going to have? Pluto was an Aquarius back in the 1700s. During that time, they had the American Revolution, also the French Revolution, and the start of the Industrial Revolution. So think back to that energy. Think back to what revolutions will we have as Pluto enters 
Aquarius for the long run? Will it be more centered around AI? Will it be more centered around aliens, Will robots, technology, um, the way we uh, use our money, the way that we spend our money, that energy? I would say for the year 2024 as a whole, as a collective, we definitely have to look at the impact of Pluto would be one of the most big in-depth energy that I would look at. How can we use this area of technological advances? How can we not use this energy of technological advances? How can we use this energy where we can maybe get back? And it's kind of interesting that that movie... Um, leave the world behind was kind of introduced right at the end of you know 2023 which to me in 2023 I feel like a lot of people learned a lot a lot of people grew a lot I know I learned a lot I learned how to balance I learned how to kind of juggle it all in some ways right we never really juggle it all I had a lot of obstacles I also had a lot of um, improvements I would say Um, But definitely looking at it in a broader perspective. Also, still with Saturn in Pisces, we want to think about who is this going to affect? Well, obviously, the, the Pisces, also the Gemini, the Virgo, and Sagittarius with this energy of Saturn in Pisces. You know, people might be going through their Pisces returns. There might be that energy of of responsibilities, boundaries, all kind of being pushed to the edge. We have to remember that Pisces is that energy that feels kind of, mm, it feels kind of nostalgic. It feels kind of dreamlike. It it feels like these two opposites are kind of meeting as one. Also, Pisces has that energy of being a mutable water sign. So it's a beautiful time to kind of like tie into your dreams and successes and responsibilities and make 2024 a good time for you. It's also time to look at your spiritual well-being. That's something that a lot of us kind of go back and forth with. Um, I do have how to make your vision board through the planets on this podcast. So I believe it's called using astrology for your vision board or making your vision board through astrology. Um, This would be a fun time to do it this year if you wanted to. Um, I might have to resurface that uh, video. You talk about it some more, maybe uh, try to find it, release it again. I don't know, but definitely look for it on this channel. Also, we have the eclipses hitting in um, 2024, where most of the eclipses, we're going to see that energy around the Aries and the Libra. We also have eclipses March 25th, April 8th, October 2nd. Eclipse season is known to be through March and April, September and October. Um, You know, the people who are going to feel it, maybe the zodiacs of the Aries, the Libra, the Cancer, the Capricorn. We also have the lunar nodes switched into Aries back in, in 2023. We have Aries and Libra continue to have the destiny nodes aligned. Remember, Aries is currently with the North Node, a lot of areas of here and now, a lot of areas of your creative passion. And then the Libra, we might see a lot of reflection, a lot of energy towards the past coming back to resurface those karmic ties, right? Um, learning how to use that energy of the karmic placements of letting go, cleaning some of the factors, saying goodbye to some of these factors. Also, we have um, a big transit happening on 420, also known as April 20th. We have Jupiter conjuncts Uranus in Taurus. And this, we're definitely going to see some energy with the Zodiacs, the Taurus, the Sagittarius, and the Pisces. But the major energy around this is really this hasn't happened in about 12 years. Um, the last time it happened was in 2010, 2011. And so it makes you wonder like what happened with, with, um, what were you going through during this time, right? Where were you at in your life during this time? So it's going to be an interesting transit. Um, also around, uh, May 21st, we have Jupiter going into Gemini. So of course, this is going to be a big, um, improvement maybe for the Gemini. They're going to feel that lucky energy of Jupiter, of expansion, of growth, of kind of having that area being showed. Maybe the Gemini is going to be able to 
kind of tame that chaotic energy. And we're going to see it. We're going to have Sagittarius is kind of getting hit with some more energy. Virgo, good time for them. Also with Jupiter, the planet of expansion. We're going to look at how do we feel as a collective, also with our communication. Um, how do we feel as it kind of moves forward? The last time this happened was in 2012. So it's a good time to look at that. What was going on in your life about 12 years ago, right? Where were you at? Where was your energy of communication in 2012? Looking back at that time, also, um, it's going to be interesting what happens with the um, with the collective as a whole. I wonder, like, if there's going to be like a new social media kind of breakthrough. And then also, what we have to remember is we have um, the the number eight being overall the year of this next year, right? 2024 adds up to eight. So what does that mean? And when we divide the, the numbers, we have Saturn. Okay, so we have the number two. Two is ruled by the moon. The number four, um, we are known for the number four, especially with um, like the Cancer, right? But let, I'm trying to remember which planet rules or what planet rules number four, but I'm completely going blank off the top of my head. So we also have four, and then we have the number eight, Saturn. Um, two brings money. Um, a lot of people believe that two has that energy of like money, uh, work, emotions, career path, also responsibilities. Then we also have to remember um, that energy tied into number four of like technology. I believe it's, is it Uranus? I'm like, I believe it's Uranus. Um, technology opportunities because four, I believe it is Uranus, but I'm not hundred percent. If you know, leave it in the comments, leave it in the, um, in the podcast chat, right? Um, but it's kind of that area of moving, right? Moving to new opportunities, moving forward. Like when you see four, four, that's like that, that message, like you're on the right direction, right? So we have 20, 24, the number equals eight. So we will see how this all ties in as a whole. Also, let's go over, I mean, and I don't, I'm just going to briefly go over it. I'm not going to talk about it too much because I did talk about the eclipses a little bit, but I also wanted to talk about some of the, the moons, the, the full moons. So we have November, um, uh, December 26, 2023 will be the cold moon. Um, January 25th, 2024, the wolf moon, February 24th, 2024, snow moon, March 25th, 2024, warm moon. Uh, April 23rd, uh, 2024, the pink moon. May 3rd, the flower moon. June 21st, the strawberry moon. July 21st, again, the buck moon. So I think they're known as the strawberry buck moon. Um, and then also we have August 19th, the sturgent moon. And then we also have September 17th, 2024, the harvest moon, super moon, October 17th, 2024, the hunter's moon, super moon. And then we also have November 15th, 2024, the beaver moon. And then we have December 15th, 2024, the cold moon. Wow. What a year to get into. What a good time for reflection and moving forward. What a good time for new infinitive processes. Let's talk about the astrology for the month of January. And I want to thank everybody for listening to the reflection of December. And let's start to get into what do we have going on? What are we going to look for? What are we going to use? What are we going to say goodbye to? Where will we be? January 20th. January 2024. This time has flown by and I'm so glad you guys are here to hang out with me to hear all of the new upcoming dates for the month of January. Venus in Sagittarius square Saturn in Pisces hitting us on January 1st. January 1st we also have Mercury goes direct in Sagittarius. A lot of people believe that 
the first month of the new year, the first month, the first day of the new year, which is the first month of the is one of the luckiest days in the world. One of the luckiest days of the year. One of the luckiest, just, just lucky. We're just lucky. It's a magical time. We're moving forward to that optimistic energy. We're moving forward to new possibilities, saying hello to a new productive day, trying not to have a hangover, (laughs) trying not to feel too drained. I always like cleaning my house before the new year, watering my plants, removing old foliage, you know, really taking this new energy to start full. January 4th, we have Mars enters Capricorn. Maybe people are going to get a little bit more ambitious, start their dream boards if they haven't started. Look at those resolutions. I'm definitely going to make some goals for 2024. Um, Some goals, maybe uh, there might be less podcasting coming out. I got to do some personal goals. I got to do some reflective goals. I got to do some work, but I definitely am going to finish the astrology series for you guys. And then I might actually take a podcasting break for a couple of months. Um, We will see. We will see. Um, So we will see. We also have uh, January 11th, new moon in Capricorn. Good time to create some new intentions, especially towards projects, businesses, and also manifesting your dreams. We have a high energy day following Mars in Capricorn, trying Jupiter in Taurus. Juno goes retrograde in Virgo on January 12th. We also have Venus in Sagittarius, squares Neptune in Pisces, Mercury in Capricorn, trines Jupiter in Taurus on January um, 19th, but I almost forgot. On January 13th, we have Mercury enters Capricorn. Ooh, I feel like there's going to be some areas of reputation being kind of areas of communication, especially with like leaders, success, especially with ambition. Like, don't let your ambition go to waste by the 13th, right? Like, let's get it back. Let's get it back. Let's get it back. Um, Also, we have on January 20th, high, high energy day, sun in Capricorn conjuncts Pluto in Capricorn. When I look at that conjunction, I think this is going to be a time that a lot of people are going to look at their transformation, look at the goals for the overall year and see what it is that you know, we could be centered with stay strong, stay ambitious, stay optimistic, staying on the right track. We also have January 20th, sun enters Aquarius. Remember, we are a collective, right? Um, we're here for each other. We're here for the collective. It's a, it's a good time to kind of see that team approach. It's a good time to see that we approach. It's a good time to see that we are a collective. One of the things, and I want to talk about this movie again, (laughs) because that movie, it did make you think. It was actually, you know, produced by the production company of Michelle Obama. And I have a whole series on my TikTok. If for whatever reason you can't, um, uh, you can't get to the movie, watch my series because I talk about it. Um, so one of the things that I want to talk about that movie was there was like these deer in the movie of leave the world behind. Uh, there was these deer and they kept like sending kind of like messages to the family, to the people in the house. And one of the things that stood out to me is the world is ending, right? And all the humans go their separate ways. All the humans are like isolating themselves. They're getting in their bunkers. They're, they're, you know, they're questioning humanity. They're questioning each other. They're, they're starting the civil war amongst each other. But the deer and the animals continue to travel in packs. They have a leader who continues to, you know, they're not isolating themselves. They continue to travel in packs. And deer are very significant. They're very mystical. They're very magical. You know, they're known to care for each other, to have that collective being that a lot of humans, I think, sometimes shy away from. 
We tend to remove ourselves from situations, to remove ourselves from the community, to remove ourselves from the collective process. But the deer continue to stay full focus and continue to travel together, continue to have that tribe, right? So where are you going to invest your tribe? Where are you going to put um, incentive towards your tribe? Because remember, we are the collective. Um, January 20th, Pluto enters Aquarius. Mm, Got to think back. What did it feel like the last time Pluto was in Aquarius? Where was the technology? How was the collective doing? What was our views on the world? What was our views with money? What was our views towards how we spent our money? What were our views towards what is important? Venus enters Capricorn. Mm, Definitely. This is the time that we are going to look at our relationships of mutual ambitions. We're also going to look at that time of what's reliable, what's responsible as we are in this energy of the deep mystic, right? The deep mystic of um, Pluto entering Aquarius, Venus entering Capricorn. It feels very like we are in the dead center of the harsh reality that we have partnerships, we have loyalty, we have responsibility. To some people, we can always be that firm, whimsical person, firm, free, whimsical person. Not in the winter, baby. Not in the winter. It's time to take a deep, good look at the solar energy, the survival energy full illumination energy of where are we as our responsibilities, legacy, and virtue and relationships feed into karmic ties and also the collective. Full moon in Leo, we have the first moon in 2024 and it's in Leo. This is a time for us to shine bright. It is a time for us to be ambitious. It is a time for us to embrace. It is a time for us to move. It is a time for us to be courageous. January 26th, Uranus goes direct in Taurus. It, to me, it's given, it's giving, ooh, it's giving, you, there's hardships, there's hardships, there's community hardships, there's um, energetic hardships, there's personal hardships, there's change. It's giving um, some energies around money. It's also given some energies around staying stubborn in some areas. Sometimes we got to stay stubborn. It's also giving that energy of what it is that we want to change without changing too much. And then we also have sun in Aquarius, squares Jupiter and Taurus. And then we also have Venus in Capricorn, sextiles Saturn in Pisces, Sun inter or Sun in Aquarius squares Jupiter and Taurus. It's to me feeling like a whew, a time that you're gonna wanna be careful <laughs> with other people. You be careful with you know. It's kind of like ah, oh, feeling frustrated, feeling not so optimistic, maybe some battles, right? That's happening January 26th. Mercury in Capricorn conjuncts Mars in Capricorn. January 26th, 27th are all days that I would say feels a little bit like, ooh, maybe some some, uh, harsh criticism, maybe some habits we have to look at. Maybe we have to look at how we communicate how our external energy communicates.
it's time to look at that energy of the cat. On the solar level. Also, we have um, the end of the end of January. Mercury and Capricorn trying Uranus and Taurus. To me, that feels very fixed. It feels very stubborn. Areas of finances, I feel like, is being hit. Venus and Capricorn trying Jupiter and Taurus. Um, more finances, I believe. Um, Mars and Capricorn trines Uranus and Taurus. This is another energy to me that speaks a lot of energy with finances, financial matters. So I do think that we should look at our financial matters, our comfort, our connections, our area of roots down to the next year, right? We don't want to be crying on TikTok we don't want to be crying on TikTok. I haven't done a crying video on TikTok. I, I hope to never do. <laughs> I have done some crying podcasts, but I've never done a crying TikTok. I hope to never do. But, you know, look at that energy. Look at that comfort feeling. How do we let ourselves relieve our vents? That's another thing. How do we vent? And I feel like too, um, with me, I used to be a venter. I used to vent sometimes on social media. And I feel like for me, I've learned to let my vents out in different ways, right? The collective doesn't need to hear all my bullshit. <laughs> so 2024, amazing year. Let's get ready for it, right? Let's get ready for prosperity. Let's get ready for our area of our infinitive process. Where do we want to be with our responsibilities, our, our legacy? Where do we want to be in that energy of who we are, right? That, that Saturn energy of responsibilities, of areas, of money, um, of of using money, of saving money, of spending, saving. It's kind of like a balance, right? With our relationships, personal and also um, external. So I want to thank everybody for listening to Chakras and Cuss Words podcast. I will be releasing more episodes on the astrology series. And I'm going to try to make these videos, these podcasts about... Um, a an hour to an hour and 15 I don't want to do long podcasts I, I honestly feel like like some of them were too long um so hopefully this is going to be consistently about an hour for each um astrology series of course the meditative stories will be shorter smaller but the astrology breakdowns will be continued to be released I will tell you that I am changing some of my platforms if you do follow me on the social media platforms so instagram my personal page chakras underscore cuss words you'll see more of like my life right chakras dot cuss words the podcast is basically more of just you know astrology energy podcasty stuff zodiacy stuff um youtube you will see the meditations the video format meditations um and the podcast. I'm trying to make it more astrology, meditation, podcasty related. Um, if you want to see like my cooking and all that stuff, definitely go on to chakras underscore Instagram, but also Nurse Love 101 YouTube channel. I share more of like my lifestyle it's not I mean <laughs> you know it's not really like a lifestyle but I share more of my life on there um the TikTok is honestly where I share a lot of my celebrity um commentary when I look at celebrity charts when I look at um celebrity events so TikTok Twitter is usually where I collect most of my information for me to look at the reflections. So sometimes when I see a story, I want to talk about it so I remember it. So I usually make those videos for TikTok. I'm not going to make them for YouTube anymore. I'm going to keep the YouTube basically the podcast. 
Um, so I just wanted to share those. Those links will be in the podcast notes and some amazing podcasting to come out of the astrology series for 2024. And then I might take a break, but I'll keep you guys updated. Thank you so much for all the love and support and uh, have an amazing day. Bye.